I'm using my headset I use in class because it's got a button I can mute because I've been coughing a bunch. So I figure that might be good. I didn't, I've never used it for a Skypey thing. I don't know if it would work right or not. So Man, it sounds glad you great. Can hear me. I'm going to start talking, and if I'm if it's, I'm going to hit the mute button to see if it actually works. So as I'm talking, tell me if I just stop talking, and now that I'm talking. Yep. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete that as appropriate, and we are happy to have you here on this episode number 45 of Ministry Bits. And uh, we're going to be talking more Android today, so I'll just give you that uh, that disclaimer up front. If you uh, don't want to hear about Android, you should. You should really want to hear about Android because it's fantastic. But if you don't, then you know you might want to skip this episode. But I don't think that you want to skip this episode because we have another special guest with us this week, and his name is Mr. Stephen Holt. He is of the Hamilton Church of Christ in Hamilton, Alabama. And uh, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me back on again. I'm excited to be back. And this is your third time back, Stephen. You were actually on one of our, you were the first guest on Ministry Bits, episode 003. And then you were a guest on episode 22. 22, I think it was. Yeah, 22. And uh, so, yeah, well, you, you're you a veteran. You, you've got this, um, you got this down pat by now, huh? Yeah, about 20 more episodes. I guess we'll do it again. Yeah, sure, sure. Wouldn't have to have you on uh, at least every year. And that means this podcast has been going for two years this week because next week is going to be lectures. And uh, I remember doing those first two episodes back to back. So this is kind of our two-year anniversary episode, and uh, we're all the way to episode 45. I didn't really think... Uh, it would get much beyond that. But uh, thank you so much for listening. And we're going to talk to Stephen about Android and why he moved to Android. And, you know, Stephen, give us, let's let's go back to the beginning. I, I want to know what phone you were using before. You were probably using an iPhone. You probably moved from iPhone to Android. So tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about why uh, you initially made the decision to move to Android. Um, well, my very first smartphone was actually a BlackBerry, and uh, it was so awesome. awesome when I got it because I could like check my email on my phone. I could do you know smartphone stuff with uh, 256 megabytes of memory that that bad boy had, and uh, it was great. Man. But then I did go, I did go to the iPhone. Um, not long after the 4S came out, was the first iPhone that I got. 4S um, was a great design. For the 4 I, and the 4S was just a great design phone. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think that was pretty close to when Verizon first started getting the iPhones. They might have had one or two before, but um, I'm on I think, Verizon. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they had the, the iPhone 4. I think that was the first iPhone that Verizon had. I was I was probably still under contract when it came out, but when they not long after the 4S came out, it was within a couple of weeks of it I got it, and I was so excited. It was, and I enjoyed it for had it for about two years, a little more probably, and. Um, I really liked it. it. You know, I used the Siri stuff some, and uh, it was, I guess, my first real smartphone that I had, and uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good phone. I don't. There wasn't anything that I really just didn't like about having the iPhone. Uh, just once my time came up with it, I decided to kind of try something different just to see, and I, I checked out some of the different Android phones and looked around and really just wanted a bigger phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my problem with the iPhone uh, back when it was still the, the size of the 4 and the 4S was that it was so small. And uh, I've got fat guy fingers. 
I needed a bigger screen. I knew that the five was about to come out and it was going to be a little bit bigger, but I think they, they didn't really make it bigger. They just kind of stretched it a little yeah, bit taller. Yeah, they made it taller. And, it was kind of it, odd. Uh, they made it like one row taller. It was kind of strange. Yeah, that didn't really impress me enough to want to go to that one. And so I ended up with the Galaxy S4 right after that. Mm-hmm. And about two days after getting it, I hated it and thought, I was so used to the iPhone and the way things worked and thought, I'm never going to figure this phone out. It's horrible. You know, it's, it's bad. And then a couple of days later, I apologized to my phone for ever saying anything bad for it. <laughs> and um, I've loved the, I've, it was a Samsung and now I've got a Samsung and I just love it. I think that the, and I've got the Note 5 and uh, yeah, I've, my wife has a iPhone 6 plus, I think. And uh, I'll get on her phone every now and then, and I'm just like, how did I ever use an iPhone? It's just bad. Wow. I like it. Wow. So you're making that I'm, kind of statement. Well, how did you I'm ever use it. an iPhone? Wow. So you've actually been a, you're not a recent convert. This has been going on for uh, how many years here? Two, three years? Uh, probably between two and a half and three years. Uh, and and you're I still a I, Mac I user. I do. I still use my MacBook all the time. It's I have a Dell that I use just because we do our church bulletin and publisher. Mm-hmm. And so once a week, I open it up and do our bulletin and close it and save it till next week when I need to use it again. So odd that publisher is not available for Mac. It's never been available it's, for Mac. I've always makes wanted me sad. That. There's so many people that think it is too. They think it's just part of Office, and it's just not. And publisher is a great program. Um, but anyway, yeah. So you've been uh, you've had you've done it. So the S4. Uh, was your first phone. The S3 was a huge seller. The S4 was not necessarily a big seller because they sold so many S3s, I believe. Yep. Now they're up to the S6, but you have a Note 5 now. And I, all, I almost went with the S6. I was debating between the S6 and the Note 5, and the the Smart Pen is what ended up, or the S Pen is what ended up selling me on the Note Okay. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, that's that gives us a little bit of your history. You've been off of uh, iOS on your daily phone for a number of years now. So you've got a lot of kind of built up stuff that you can uh, say about this that, that you, you and you even I mean, you made the statement before you, you looked at your wife's phone and you say even the six plus being the bigger phone, the one that you probably would have would get right now if you had to get an iPhone. You, how could how could I go back to using this? So give us some of the reasons, I guess, why you would say something like that. Because you know that's very important to a lot of people uh, that would be diehard iPhone guys or or girls, and it's just incredible to think about that somebody would uh, you know start off on the iPhone because you don't hear that a lot. You hear don't hear a lot of people starting off on the iPhone and going to Android and uh, and just loving it. Um, mainly. I just I like being able to change stuff and customize stuff and um, you know every iPhone that anybody has it's going to look exactly the same you know mm-hmm. you might have the white one or you might have the black one or mm-hmm. the the fancy gold one with diamonds but when you actually get into your phone everything is going to look exactly the same no matter whose phone you pick up you know you can change your background but you know it's just it's all the same and you can't change anything and um, there's a very like limited to, amount of customization you can do with an iPhone. Oh yeah, you know I like being able to put my apps wherever I want them, and on the iPhone, you know they're always. If you have one app on the screen, it's always in the top left corner, and mm-hmm. if you've got a iPhone six plus and that's you don't have a th- you don't have a thumb that's you know six and a half inches long, yeah. then you're not going to reach that app. Yep. And I, I like you know I don't have them a lot of customization even on my Android, um, but it's nice to know that I can and putting the apps where I want to and. 
uh, a lot of the simple stuff really and the you know widgets uh, widgets are glorious what are some of the that. what's your favorite like look at your phone screen right now what's some of your favorite <clears throat> widgets on your on your home screen right now right now i have evernote as a widget and it it's set so that all of my most recent notes are there and i can scroll through all of my notes they're just they're not in um notebooks on this way they're just whatever the most recent apps or the notes that i've done are on there um and it has i can do a quick note i can just hit one little button and it does like a pop-up on my screen where i can do a title and type something in um i'll mention more later but it has the handwriting note and it works great with the s pen oh that must be uh, really fantastic actually once we once we get to talking about the s pen we can come back to that one but okay um, the Evernote widget, you can snap a picture really quick. If I've got a receipt or something that I want to snap a picture of, I can just hit one button, one button, and uh, it'll automatically pull up the the camera and uh, save the picture to an Evernote. Uh, it's own little note in there, and that's probably the the best one that I've got. Uh, I've got the Google search um, little box on there as well, and it's mm-hmm. set up so that you know from anywhere on my phone, if I say "Okay, Google." It pops up. It'll. It just popped up now because <laughs> I just said it. Uh, but you can it probably popped up know. on everybody else's phones that have Android uh, <laughs> on there too. Right yeah, now, that, that'll be that'll be really funny. <laughs> uh, but you know, from and it works from any app, so I can be in any app I need to and think, hey, I need to search for something, and I can say those magic words, and um, it pulls up. You know, you don't got to be holding your phone or anything. So that's that's kind of neat. That's really neat. Um, I've got my calendar. I just use the Google Calendar app. Uh, I actually sent a message to Eric after his last time to see if he had tried this one out and he said he had uh, you know, he said he was searching for a, for a good calendar and it's not perfect but it does what I need and all of my calendars are set through Google Calendar anyway. So. Yeah and it's very simple too it's just it very is. you know it's there's no uh, there's no crazy settings there's nothing crazy to get into there's no buttons everywhere it's just very simple um, when you need to add a entry I have a little Nexus uh, 7 tablet and the, I, I like the Google Calendar app, especially if you use Google Calendar. It's it's pretty good for that. Oh yeah, and I've got you know I've got um, all of my school stuffs on there. Any church stuff, I've got the my youth group calendars on there, and then personal stuff. And you know it's all colored differently, so I can just it's set on the agenda mode now, so I can just scroll through everything and you know see the next few days coming up pretty easily. Um, then I have my podcast app set for a widget i use uh, it's called podcast addict i think okay yeah um, it's free and i'm cheap when it comes to apps i hate paying for apps um, i think i might have paid for two android apps since i've had this thing and uh, they were both games that were on sale for like a dime and so i felt wow. okay paying a dime for a game but wow. uh, you can you can pay for podcast addict and it takes away the ads but it's has all the features and everything that i care about um for the free one, but it's, it's I've got a little widget on there that um, I can plug my phone into my car and just hit play. I don't got to pull up any apps or anything. And uh, let me ask you about I, that app. Can you download a podcast to that? Can you download them maybe to uh, the phone itself and then just uh, play them in case you don't have a cell phone signal or something? Yeah, you can. Um, I've got them set so that it downloads the newest ones. And then once I listen to them, it deletes them. Okay. So it doesn't, Sometimes I'm I'm bad about podcasts, and I'll I'll have a bunch of them, and then remember, hey, I've got you know 74 podcasts to listen to, and go through and delete most of them without listening to them. But I'm getting better about it now that I've got this setup going. But yeah, you can download them. 
and then when I'm in my car, it's not streaming my data or anything, mm-hmm. and just using them. I download them at home or at the office, and in the 10 minutes it takes me to get from office to here. You know, it may take me a week to listen to a podcast, but yeah. uh, sometimes at the office I'll just pull them up and listen. But Podcast Addict, I went through a few different ones, and you know, it's not the prettiest podcast app out there, but it's free and it does everything. You can speed them up. Is, uh, I think up to like five times speed if Whoa. you really want to go that fast. Um, I don't know if anybody Fight that talks slow to enough that micro to machines it. guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I've got mine set at one point three times right now. That's pretty good for most people. That it, it's slow enough that you can hear what they're saying, but fast enough that a thirty minute podcast goes a little bit quicker. So uh, the only other widget that I have is my Verizon data widget, just so I can keep up with how much data I'm using. It's just a little graph kind of thingy that says hey you've used this much data this month so hmm, okay so you just got it's, it's nice to just have that information right there at your you know at, at a glance and it's also nice to be able you don't have to open an app you don't have to find the podcast you don't have to hit play you can just see it right there on the home screen hit play and, and you're off to the races that's i've always envied widgets um on iphones you know they tried this thing um, with iPhones and notification center widgets, but you have to pull down from the top and they take a little few seconds to load and they don't really give you a lot of control with like controlling podcasts or controlling all sorts of different things. So I really, really like Android's widgets and that would be the one big, huge selling point for me would be to, the customization and the widgets. And I, I think my problem would be that I would just fiddle with it all the time. You know what I mean? To custom customize everything and move stuff around and everything. I, I would fiddle with it all the time to, to my detriment. I wouldn't get ever get anything done. So I don't know. I, and it's, I would love to uh, be able to make that move, but at the same time, you know, everybody knows if they listen to this show that I'm just a um, diehard iPhone. So, but anyway, y- y- so that's the way you use it primarily. And that's what you got on your home screen. Uh, well, that's I've got my home screen is basically just all of my apps and folders, and I've got one screen to each side that has the widgets on it. Okay, good. So good. My home screen is basically all of my apps and folders, and then I have a weather thing. Yet, I mentioned the weather up there, but um, there's ten billion different weather apps to choose from. Um, that all my widgets are on either side. Yeah, and that, that's one really cool thing about Android is that when you and and you know if you're unfamiliar with Android, you're listening to the podcast, you're thinking about making a move. Most apps that you get will come with a widget. Um, mm. They will, you know, like for instance, you don't have to download. I, at one point, I think you had to download the Evernote widget separately. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, you did. But now uh, you don't. Now I think it's all just built in. Yeah. I think they updated it, you know, maybe a year or so ago and made the, made the widget much better than what it was. And it works a lot better now. Yeah, and you can configure these widgets. You can, uh, most of the time, they give you options for those widgets to uh, have different buttons on them. The Evernote one gives you an option to take a note, to take an audio note, to take a picture. Just with a button press right there on the widget, you don't have to go into the app. You don't have to push anything inside the app. It's really, really great. And that's, that, that, to me, is the biggest selling point for Android, is the customization and the convenience of, of having those widgets. Uh, anything uh, else you'd like to kind of note and that you use there on a on a daily basis? Um. I know that's most of the the primary things I use are the things I have the widgets for. Um, I got a lot of school stuff on here just for like Greek stuff that people don't really care about unless they're in Greek. That um, I use some. There's about uh, three people listening that just perked up and was like, "Greek? What?" 
and then everybody else just turned it off. So we can say whatever <laughs> we want to the rest of this. No one's listening. You're anymore. absolutely right. Nobody's listening. It doesn't matter. We're not, we won't say the Greek word anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, but seriously, uh, just kind of list off some of the Greek apps that you like, uh, because I know that there's, there's three guys that, that want to know that for sure. What are some of the ones that you use or some of the, uh, if, if they're websites or links or whatever? Uh, this is one of the cool things about Android is I've got an, an iPad that I use that, um, there's not very many Greek apps for the iPad. There's not. Um, I've, I've got some. I think I have three. Um, I have two. I have two Greek apps that are kind of okay for my iPad. Um, the the probably the best one, and it's not even just an Android. You can actually put this on anything. It's called Memorize, and it's just like a flashcard. Um, tons of different languages and stuff on there, but you can search for different textbooks and have vocabulary pre-built based off of your own textbook. So oh, cool. uh, it's really neat. Any language you want is pretty much on there and you can customize it and make your own cards. And then it's, you can do a pro version of it, but I've been using it for a year or so and never needed any of the pro features. Nice. Yeah, but that's memorized. It's pretty good. Um, another one I use, um, it's called told Greek Bible, T O L D. And it's, um, you know, don't tell any Greek teachers that we use this, but it has everything parsed out and all sorts of really good, really cool stuff in there. Um, if you just need to, hey, I wonder what this word is, you can pull it up and it'll give you a lot of info. Um, so it's the Greek, of that. Greek cheat app. That's what it is. Yeah, it's 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 a Greek cheater. It's like that math yeah. camera for um, iPhone. You just oh, take yeah. a picture of your math problem and it does it for you and shows you the work. Such oh, a yeah. cheat. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Uh, that one's told Greek Bible. Yeah. Okay. Um, another one. This is it's one of the ugliest apps I've ever seen, but it works great. Um, and it's just called um, NT Greek Parser. And uh, like I said it's completely ugly, but it works great. You can type in any Greek word that you want to, and it'll pull up every possible thing for that. So. Wow. You know, you're looking at a word and you have no clue what it is. You can just type it in there in Greek and it'll pull it up and tell you how it's parsed, what it means, all very, the different formations of it. for Greek students. Wow. And it, I think one of the things that makes maybe Android have more is, I don't know if it's easier to do apps for them, but it seems like people are more willing to make random apps for Android than they are for Apple. Uh, well, there, there's a less of barrier, barrier of entry to, to Android because you've got to adhere to design guidelines you've got to adhere to sandbox and security rules you've got to uh, pay $99 a year for the for the developer program for Apple um, you've got to do all that kind of stuff and you've got all these guidelines but Google is kind of they've they've pushed those guidelines recently because you know apps have gotten looking better and things this whole material design kind of deal but at the same time they don't care and they let you uh, if you didn't know this they let you pay a developer account to get for Google is 25 bucks one time for the lifetime. Wow. And you just pay for that and you're, you're a developer for forever. And I don't think there's any kind of official approval process for Google apps. I think they pull ones that are malicious. They pull ones that are, you know, violent or have pornography or whatever like that. But as long as it's not harming the system as long as it's not making a big splash, they don't care. And uh, that's where you. That's why you get some of these uh, apps that are kind of nuanced apps that you're talking about, um, where you as you wouldn't get them on the iPhone or iPad because it's just a lot more work probably for that. And um, Apple just kind of makes you 
uh, go through these rigorous kind of uh, requirements. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a rigorous, more rigorous process for Apple than it is for Google. So is that all the Greek uh, ones you want to talk about? I'm sure that, that the, those three people got really excited. Oh, yeah. I've, that's actually the, the folder on my phone that has the most apps in it is my <laughs> school and Greek ones. So if anybody's really curious about Android Greek apps, they can just let me know, and I'll be glad to talk about it. But we won't bore down the rest of the podcast with Greek stuff. Okay. And I'd love to uh, get a shot of your your widgets screen plus your home screen so we can put it in the show notes, and you can find yep. those at chadl.co slash mbits slash 045. And we'll have all the links to the, all the things that we've been talking about so far. Okay, so let's keep moving on here. What else uh, What else are you using and what else do you like? And uh, anything else that you would like to mention? Uh, with the Note 5, one of the coolest things that I think, and people are torn, you either love this thing or you never use it. And that's the S Pen that's that comes right. with these things. Mm-hmm. Um I've talked to very few people, but I don't think I've talked to anybody that says, eh, I kind of use it every now and then. It's either I never use it or I use it all the time. And I use mine all the time. Um, I've even been just scrolling through Facebook and pulled that thing out before just to give my finger a break just because I can. And um, I've used stylus, styluses, styli, whatever the plural of that word is. Yeah, I guess it is styli. Uh, I've used a lot of those different things before, but most of them, like the, the tips or far too big and they're mm-hmm. painful to use you can't really be precise with it mm-hmm. uh, this thing is about like a number two pencil sharpened up pretty good uh, comes down to a pretty good point and you can be pretty precise even when it gets close to the screen it puts a little circle over what you're hovering over and some stuff even you can just hover over it and it'll pop up and tell you something but and the, and the reason because it's so precise is because that's such a high res screen and i mm-hmm. i know that you know, you can attest to this using the Note 5, but it has got a huge, beautiful screen, and it's a very high-resolution screen. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily any more high-resolution than a 6+. Plus. I think it actually may be, but at the same time, it's just so gorgeous. And because it's that high-res, you can actually get really precise with that S Pen. Um, and I just, you know, from having a Note 4 for a couple of weeks... It was actually pretty great to use then. So, yeah, I, I think you're really right about the polarization. People either really don't use it and they have no need for it or they use it all the time and they just love it. Yeah. What else do you love that thing? What else can you use for it? What else do you use it for? Uh, built in, it has these lock screen notes. And so if your phone is locked and say I'm at church and somebody's uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of our ladies came up and said, hey, can you send me a list of all of the um all the kids in the youth group, our Bible class, we're going to start praying for them. And I was like, sure, what's your email? And so, um, you know, instead of having to open up my phone and find an app to type all this stuff in, I just pull my phone out and pull out the S Pen and start writing down her email. And uh, it automatically saves it into S Note, which is something else that's just kind of stored on these things that I don't use it other than, I don't use S Note other than just for those lock screen notes. Mm-hmm. But that's a really cool feature that I find myself using quite often. Well, yeah, that's a that's a tremendously um, handy feature because you find yourself all the time, just like you said, somebody comes up to you at church, you need to jot down a note, you something you really don't need to forget. And uh, there's not a really good way to do that on the iPhone, except for the the app I love called Drafts, uh, writing a quick note down. There's really not a way to do that. And um, so, yeah, that would be really handy. And the cool thing about the S Pen I love is that when you take out the pen, it, it, the phone knows and mm-hmm. it's ready to write. You don't have yeah. to like tap anything. Do you, do you have to do that? Do you have to tap anything or do you have to go into any app or whatever? Or 
it, it depends on what you're doing for the notes for the lock screen notes you just pull it out and it'll give a little uh illustrate not illustration but it does a little thing you let you know that you've pulled the s pen out and oh and it's got just, that little circle um thing that gives you like a little couple of menu options uh, yeah, I've actually got that turned off because okay. I didn't want it every time it came up, but most of the time it'll do it. The S Pen has a little button on it, and if I hit that button, then that little menu pops up, and you can uh, you can add a couple of different – you can have up to six different shortcuts that come in for things that you're going to use the S Pen for. Uh, but that's – I have it turned off because a lot of times I'm using the pen. I don't necessarily need those particular things. Yeah, and that's a uh, Samsung-only thing as well. Um, built in with the S Pen. If you really want to try out one of these, just go to the Verizon or AT and T stores and play around with these S Pens. You know they're they're very um, the S Pens are the size reminds me of the old tiny black ones that came with like Palm Pilots and stuff. Yeah. Except it's just a little bit bigger, but it's very nice to hold. And like you said, it's not big. It can't be very big if it fits right there inside the phone. Yeah. And uh, it's really nice and skinny. It's got that little button on it that you can do to activate certain things. Yeah, it, I think it's really, really nice. Anything else you use that for? Or I know you said you used it with Evernote to take some uh, sketch notes as well. Yeah. Um, the only time I use that S note is really if I'm just pulling up, you know, somebody comes up to me real quick. Uh, if I've already got my phone open, I'll go over to my Evernote widget, and it's got a little button at the top that I can hit, and it pulls up basically the same thing. It pulls up an Evernote that's ready for me to just write in or whatever. And I can change colors and, you know, write down some quick little notes there and then save it mm-hmm. and, uh, have it in Evernote, which I've, I've been looking, I wish there was a way and I've not discovered it yet, but I would love to be able to make my S notes sync to Evernote. And I don't think that it will. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think Samsung wants them to talk to one another, but is there a way to save those to Evernote manually? No, that's what I've been trying to. I've been trying to use the um, if this then that and see if they had something rigged up. And I don't think they've got an S Note um, channel on their platform yet. So hopefully they'll do that soon, and then I can just you know type one and it'll automatically go to Evernote or write one out. But they've not done that yet. But maybe soon they will if enough people want it. You mentioned uh, if this then that. Are you using that for anything else on your uh, on your phone? Um, I have it set up so that when I, I read all my blogs in Feedly, mm-hmm. and anytime I save a, I just hit the bookmark on Feedly and it automatically sends it to Evernote, uh, whether it's a photography blog or a design or youth ministry or whatever. If it's something I like, I can just hit the bookmark button on there, and instead of having to go back into Feedly through all the save for later stuff, it's automatically in Evernote, and then I can go into Evernote and say, hey, I want to read some photography stuff, and I can just search all of those notes and have it all pull up. That's the only other thing I really, I used it for a little while with Instagram to save all my pictures to Dropbox, but mm-hmm. um, Dropbox started filling up pretty quick. So I cut that one off. I completely understand. But, well, you know, with all those baby pictures that you're oh, yeah. on Instagram, yeah. you know, it probably filled up your Dropbox pretty quick. Oh yeah. It was probably, that was long before the baby. That was random pictures of like, here's my dinner. Like, <laughs> well, that was the fun thing to do with Instagram. There's always, you know, there's this big distinction between pre-baby, pre-kids, and after kids on your Instagram, because then it's all just kids. Oh, yeah. have kids. That's all it is. I've probably lost followers on Instagram. People are probably getting (laughs) sick of seeing pictures of our son, but, you know, who cares? Yeah, who cares? It's your kid and your Instagram. You do what you want. Oh, yeah. Um, And and you're actually 
actually, we didn't even mention that at the beginning of the podcast, but you're a relatively new father, right? How, how old is yours? Six months? Eight months? Uh, three months. Three months. Wow. So it really hasn't been that long. Okay. He was, he was born in November. Wow. So it's, uh, we're still learning how to do this whole parenting thing, but we're doing pretty good. I've been doing it for f- almost five years now and I'm still learning how to do it as well. So I don't think you ever stop. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, okay, so anything? Uh, getting back to technology, you're talking about your your phone here. Anything else that you like? Do you have a case that you have on your phone, or do you just use it uh, without any case, or what? I have an extremely cheap case that was pretty because much you're one of the cheapest cheap. things. You don't like buying things, so yes. you're extremely cheap. So pretty much. Um, <laughs> I, on my other, when I had the S4, I had an OtterBox on there, and my problem with cases is the phone is so big that I don't want yeah. a case that's going to make it that much bigger. Yeah. Because I love that it's so big, but you know, if I put a, you know, certain cases on here, it's just going to be way too big. Then yeah, you can't even put it in your pocket with an OtterBox on it. Yeah, like right now, if it's in my pocket, it. It doesn't stick out, but it's right up to the top of the pocket in blue jeans. And wow. that's, you know, some cases add a little bit more. Right now, this case is an Incipio, I guess is how that's said. Yeah. And it, it's just, a, and it, it looks it looks good. It doesn't look like it's a cheap case. But it's like a skinny otter box kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of you gives know, it, you a lip on the front of it. That's yeah, a little bit of a lip there and a little bit of protection around the edges. Uh, I haven't really dropped it since I've had this case, but so I don't know how good it is, and I hope that I don't drop it. But it, it's worked. That, when you start toting that baby around in one hand, it's going to be interesting to see how you use that with one hand. You you're a bigger guy. You got bigger hands anyway, so it may not be a problem for you. Uh, but I found I found out real quick that with my two boys trying to you know, hold one's hand or, you know, walking across a parking lot or holding one, uh, in my arms and trying to talk on the phone or do something on my phone or send somebody a text message one handed with a six plus was impossible. Yeah. Uh, so the bigger phones now it's important to understand. We talked about the big gorgeous screen for the Samsung, but it is, it is probably one of the biggest ones out there, right? It's a five point, what, seven, 5.7 or 5.6. It's it's about that. I'm not exactly it's sure. Yeah, it's five point seven, so it's a, it's about two tenths of an inch bigger than the six plus. So uh, definitely, if you're looking at Android phones, definitely go look at these things in the stores and put your hands on them and and you know kind of see what they feel like in your hands. And these bigger devices, uh, and this is kind of a nuanced question here, but do you find yourself using the device with one hand most of the time or two hands most of the time? Usually I stick to one. I mean, I do have a pretty good size hand. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Um, if if there's something which all of since you can put the apps wherever you want to, all of my apps are obviously in where I can reach them. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something at the very far top left corner, I can't really reach it easily one handed. But most things I can get to, and I can you know move the phone around in my hand enough that um, if you don't have a case on there, the back is glass and it's extremely slippery. Yes, and you might not want to do that so much. But with this case, I can grip it pretty well and reach around. Um, one of the things that got mentioned last week that if the really big screen is just too big, you can click the home button three times, and it pulls the screen down to a super small screen and, and it still looks exactly the same everything still works mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the apps will even open up in that smaller size which is just really neat that you can do that you know you can walk around with this big massive phone but have something that's like three and a half inches or so yeah you can right make it a there. four inch phone right with with a tap or something like oh, that. yeah. that's really cool then some of the some of the apps will automatically open up back to the full screen but and then even with that like if you're it, 
goes to the right side, but if you're left-handed, you, know, you can hit one little button that has a little arrow. You can hit that, and it moves the small screen over to the left side. So, Lots of things like that, you know, lots of things like that for Samsung. You know, they do the system-level things like that that are – some of those utilities are really, really uh, uh, well-built and really well-done, like the S Pen, the S Note stuff, that uh, small screen thing. But there are so many more probably on the phone that you probably don't ever use. Are there any more that you do use like that that are kind of the built-in Samsung utilities? Um, the think of? the, the drop-down stuff is really good. The toggles uh, and stuff, yeah. Yeah, you can you can customize that. Uh, right, mine I can turn my Wi-Fi on and off the flashlight, uh, mute my phone, the auto rotate, and then it has the S Finder where I can search everything in my phone. So whether I'm looking for an app or a file or whatever, if it's on my phone, I can just use that. It's kind of like the Finder on a Mac. You yeah. know, it searches everything, and that's that's I've used that a few times. Um, that's very I, nice. I ended up. I don't have a separate launcher on mine, but the built-in launcher had different themes, and so I changed that. And I've got just this really dark, everything's black for some reason. I decided <laughs> I liked that. Um, I don't even have my folders of my apps named uh, because that put too much extra stuff on my screen. So if you grab my phone, you're not going to be able to find anything. <laughs> so you're you're pretty minimalist then on your stuff. I'd love to see your screenshot. We'll get that after the, we record the show here. But that's pretty cool. So you don't mess with the launchers or anything something like that. You just kind of use all the built-in stuff. Yeah, I, I've had a couple of them. And I actually recently owned my... On my old phone, I use it just for random music and stuff now. And I've put a few different launchers on it just to play and see if I like them. But um, once I had this phone set up the way I liked it, I didn't really want to go through changing everything just Mm -hmm. because I put a new launcher on it. With these themes, um, the themes are pretty much a new launcher. It doesn't add any new features necessarily, but um, I think most people that get a launcher are probably going to get it because it changes the way stuff looks instead of the new features. And that's what these themes do. it it changes the way the the native apps look. Like everything looks different than if you bit this phone at the store. It doesn't have those same bright, colorful apps or the same icons that straight out of the box it did. They're all dark as well, and it sounds really bad that you know my phone is so dark. But every everything that has a dark option, like all of my widgets, my Evernote widget, I've got the dark option set, so it's like black and white. Um, and then you flip over to the Google Calendar, and it's like bright green and blue and red. And <laughs> yeah, it's kind Pierces of your place. eyes when you open the app. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the only thing that's out of place on here. But yeah, that, that's that's the main stuff that I use as far as the built-in. I don't. I say I'm never going to go back to iOS because I love Android, and I can't really tell you a lot of the special things that I use on here. But um, I just it's 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 neat. I, I like the feel of it better than iOS. And you've got a uh, you've got an iPad, so you can you're like Eric. You can still kind of dabble in iOS if you if you wanted to, and you kind of get that, you know. Like I've got an Android tablet here. I don't have an Android phone, but I can still you know work on it and do stuff on it and take it places if I wanted to and everything like that. So you've still got that option, and uh, mm-hmm. so you're not totally living out of both worlds, and you're not necessarily condemning iOS, uh, but at no. the same time you get to kind of live in both worlds. So that's pretty cool. I'm slowly using my phone for more than I did my... I used to have to charge my iPad up every night because it would be dead. And now I charge my iPad maybe twice a week. I mm. just... I use it for teaching and for preaching. And I usually have it with me during worship for the Bible apps and stuff. Uh, I'm still not really comfortable just having my phone out 
during worship, even if it is the Bible on there, just, you know, Hey, the youth minister's on his phone during church. What's he doing? But if I'm on my iPad, you know, it looks different, I guess. So it's yeah, just it a looks, personal thing. Yeah, for some reason it looks different. Although but, I do like some of the apps I have, or I have the same app that I can use and do the same thing on my phone. But, um, I just, I use my iPad for a couple little things still, but not as much as I used to. And you have a, like a regular phone. size iPad, like a uh, iPad Air or something? Or? No, I have the Mini. I have the, I think I, it's I've the first okay. generation Mini. Okay. And so it's it's old and slow, and that's part of why I don't use it as much anymore because I update it every time because I get annoyed with the constant pop-ups of, hey, you need to update your iPad. And so yeah. I update it. and It's still the first generation, so it's probably not really needing to be having all the newest updates on it. But I get I get annoyed with those pop-ups and say, go ahead and update I get annoyed pop-ups anyway from anything. So anything else you want to mention as far as on your, on your Android phone, anything else uh, you would like to talk about? Um, I'll mention a couple of things. Kind of ties in with the S pen that makes these work a little better. Okay. Um, I have the Adobe creative, I have the full creative cloud thing. You have the student edition. So it's, I can't afford the the full price thing, but the student edition, I have all the different stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, I have Adobe Draw on my phone, which is kind of like Illustrator. I think they may have an iOS version of that as well. Mm -hmm. But um, it's... It has some pretty neat stuff. Uh, I can go in there for stuff. Like if I want to... I'm not that great of an artist, but it's much easier to take that S Pen and kind of draw something out or write something. And then I can hit one button and... uh, I can send it to my MacBook and it'll automatically open up an Illustrator or Photoshop from my phone, which is pretty cool. Um, I was working on a little design for a, a, I'm going to make like a future camper onesie for our son for Maywood. And um, I did the whole design, colored it all and everything on my phone and then hit, hit the button and sent it to Illustrator to finish it up on, which is, it's pretty neat to be able to just work back and forth and, um, kind of freehand stuff easier than trying to use a mouse on the computer. Uh, but I use Adobe Draw for that. That's really cool. And there's there's another one called Art Rage that's really good for that just has a great name. Yeah, um, for drawing and sketching and stuff. Uh, the Adobe Draw only has about four different pens to choose from. It's got little brushes and markers, and it doesn't have a lot of options for that. But Art Rage has probably ten or twelve different. Um, pens and airbrushes and uh, regular brushes and uh, the paint buckets you can color the whole thing and ink pens and pencils and all sorts of different stuff you can use and any color you can imagine you can pull up Um, so those are pretty cool if you're using the S Pen Uh, if you're going to try to do anything on those with your finger and try to draw stuff you're not going to have very much luck I don't think but the pen works out pretty well for those very cool Okay. And you, I mean, I can see right now that you're using that S Pen for just more than the built-in Samsung apps. And that's really cool to actually see somebody using that. And um, because, you know, I, I, I hear it all the time that people, oh, yeah, it's, it comes with a phone, but I don't use it. So it's like, you know, if you're going to have the phone, you might as well use one of the features that they really, really built into the phone that's really, really nice. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it, I'm glad to see somebody using that. And it does work better in certain apps than others have. Like a yeah, and that's of up game, to the developers. A couple of app, games. Yeah. Um, I was playing Fallout Shelter, and uh, 
like you can do everything on it and it's really good because a lot of the stuff on there is really small and my finger couldn't do anything so i could use it for that but like clash of clans the pen just does nothing mm. so you, you can try it out on different apps and some of them it'll work and some of them it won't but like you said it's up to the developers really to decide if they want to let you use that or not it is it is and i think they're finding that as well with the uh the Apple Pencil, the new iPad Pro, um, some apps can use it, some and some apps can't. And I think Apple actually removed the ability in some of the betas to use the Pencil to navigate like menus and stuff, and people got pretty tore up about that. So anyway, that's, that's strange, strange stuff. But yeah, I'm glad to see that you're using that. So any, anything else you'd want to mention, anything kind of honorable mentions here that we want to mention here at the end of the show? Uh, last thing, uh, and I just discovered this recently, and I've think i'm going to really enjoy it but it's kind of tied into the widgets um google the google docs you can set a widget that's basically just a link to a specific document Um, so instead of having just one that opens up google sheets or google docs i can have a specific document in there Uh, so i i created a spreadsheet in google sheets for like my mileage for the year and um, i can just hit that with one it's technically a widget, but it's a link to that like exact document. Yeah, a shortcut. Um, it pulls up that, and then I've got one for um, I've got one set up with all the kids in my youth group listed. So if something you know, whether it's just I want to hey I want to pray for my kids right now, I can pull that up and have a list of them or um, make diff- make little notes about something going on if I need to. And uh, but that that's I just discovered that recently, just the Google Docs widgets are pretty cool just being able to have a shortcut to a specific document and not just be able to op- not have to open up you know google docs or google sheets and then find what i want you know if it's something i know i'm going to use i can just link that straight in which is pretty neat that's really cool that's and and you know google makes it very simple on their own operating system obviously to use docs and sheets and and forms and things like that um and slides google slides and they have all those equivalents and there's a lot of people I know that live or die by Google Docs, and they use it for collaboration. Uh, you can share those documents and kind of uh, you can have a group of people making changes all at the same time, and you can see those changes on your desktop. You can pull them up on your thing. They have not been up- updated for iPads yet to do the split screen stuff on iPads, which is kind of why I'm not buying into them yet because I don't know what Google is thinking by not updating them for iOS 9. But, hey, that's not their platform, and they uh, obviously – work a little bit better on their own platform than they would iOS. But yeah, Google Docs is uh, invaluable to some people, a lot of people. So good to see that you're using it and uh, that you find that there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different areas that you can use. And that's just one of the more things that you can use on Android is something like shortcuts. And you can have shortcuts to documents and shortcuts to... You can do that with Dropbox as well. If you want to shortcut to a folder in Dropbox, you can just have an icon for it on your on your screen, just like it would be on a desktop. Really, really nice. Anything else you want to mention? Um, uh, if you keep asking me anything else, I'll keep going. I promise this is the <laughs> last. This, this is this is the last thing I'll mention. I just now thought about it. It is something I use pretty often, and this was one of the things that I enjoyed about having even the S four um, was the multitasking and being able to have two apps running at the same time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that's been I've used it a lot more on this one, obviously, because the screen is a lot bigger. But even you know, that's something Android's had for quite a while. And I remember um, they've had it recently, for a long time. The, the Apple has, or the Apple, Apple has, I think some of their stuff, they're kind of getting with some of that. And uh, somebody was really excited, like, hey, I can have two apps on my iPad at the same time now. And I said, like, I've been doing that for two and a half years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and 
again, it's not every app that can do it, but like if I'm uh, the other day, I was writing an email and I needed to look something up to get a reference for the email, and so I just had my email going and pulled up the um, pulled up Chrome and could search something. But uh, the list is growing uh, very, very big of apps that you can do the multitasking with. So uh, that's a really cool feature that I think makes the Android. Um, for me, it just kind of tops it off a little bit, especially the newest update to iOS with switching between apps and stuff. I don't like it at all. Hmm. Um, it seems weird, but not a lot of people are fans of the app switcher. The yeah, they don't, they don't really like the app switcher on on iOS nine, and I think that may be one of the things that they retool and rethink for uh, iOS nine point three or you know iOS ten. So interesting yeah. that that. Any, any interesting take on that from an Android user as well. So, all right. Well, let's have a prayer and let's uh, end our show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for talking about stuff uh, I don't necessarily know about. You mentioned a lot of uh, apps, especially those Greek apps. You know, those three guys are going to be really excited. And, um, you mentioned a lot of stuff I've never even uh, talked about or heard of. So, we're going to have sh- links to those in the show notes and everything. And I'll give you that link here as a. Uh, as soon as we finish our prayer, we're going to uh, go to God in prayer and uh, we're going to thank him for what he does in our lives. And then we're going to end our show today. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you have blessed us with. Thank you so much for all the blessings that you've given us. Thank you so much for the people that you've put in our lives. Uh, thank you so much for Stephen and his work in Hamilton and Lord help him to do what is necessary and do what is uh, right and do what is good for your kingdom to help strengthen that church, to help strengthen your kingdom, uh, help him to be there for those uh, kids in that youth group, help him to uh, help that youth group flourish and, and grow and do all the things that it needs to do to move forward in your kingdom. Lord, we thank you so much for the blessing of technology and please help us to never lose sight of that, to get so wrapped up in it that we lose sight of your son. We thank you so much for your son. We thank you so much for his sacrifice. And it's in his name that we pray this prayer. Amen. Stephen, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, and do you, do you write? Do you, I know you're, you got Twitter because I've been communicating a little bit with you on that. Yeah, I'm on the Twitter uh, at Stephen Wesley, I think. I don't use Twitter a lot. Uh, I mainly just follow like athletes and celebrities and stuff and see what's going on. I don't, I don't do a whole lot of tweeting, but at Stephen Wesley on there. Uh, Facebook, Stephen Wesley Holt, I think, is how you can find me on there. Instagram, S Wesley H. Uh, all of my stuff's different. I make it as complicated as possible <laughs> to find me. Um, when your name is S- Steve Holt, you know, if you ever seen Arrested Development, you know, it's hard <laughs> to find stuff with my name that hasn't already been taken after that show. Um, so I'm all over on the social medias and stuff. I do have a blog. Um, that I'm slowly starting to get back into. and um, I've seen that. I've got a couple of different ones. Um, I'm doing one for those three people that got excited about the Greek stuff. Um, it's the You Greek Geek at WordPress, or not at dot WordPress, YouGreekGeek.wordpress.com. And uh, it's basically, I realized I needed to do some studying, and instead of just reading through the book, I'm kind of blogging through... Uh, Greek stuff, studying through it again. And then uh, my regular blog is stephenwesley.wordpress.com. All right. And that's Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, not S-T-E-P-H. 
Yeah, the the correct spelling. The correct, the, the only spelling yeah. for Stephen. All right. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for taking time out of your day to tell us about uh, Android and to spread your Android propaganda here on our Pro Apple <laughs> show. Uh, we like to be fair and balanced here on the oh, podcast, yeah. and uh, that's that's what we wanted to do. So, thank you so much for being on the show. You can find sh- uh, the show notes to this episode and a link to uh, Stephen's picture or no, not picture his um, background on his phone, his screens on his phone. You can find that at chadl.co/mbits/slash zero four five. And we appreciate you tuning in. Go out and have a blessed week. Thanks very much.